You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. I always wondered about how people out there perceive therapy in the movies. Constantine and I got to talking about the differences between watching therapy done on the screen versus what actually happens in a therapy session. Join us as we put our own spin to some common misconceptions about therapy in the media. You know, Constantine, I, I feel like so many people, they get such a uh, an inaccurate description or, or explanation of what therapy is actually like from movies and TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear that. You know, I, I, I feel like a lot of people come in and they sort of have an idea of what they think therapy is going to be from, you know, whatever they've seen on TV. Right. And, um, and I feel like a lot of times people are surprised by it. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, uh, all joking aside, I do have some people still to this day come in and like basically say, um, so do I just uh, lie down on this couch or like, how do we do this? And sometimes it's a joke, but sometimes it, it really isn't because of all the movies that they see. Yeah, I feel like I feel like people um, I feel like the picture that we get from therapy in the movies is sort of like, you know, you come in, you lay down on the couch and you just uh, talk and talk and talk. And someone uh, sitting across from you is, is sitting there with with a notepad and pen making, you know, like rubbing their beards. Like, mm-hmm. And then at the end, they they come up with some big epiphany and then their life is forever changed. And um, and it's not like that. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's really not. And it's the, at least in some of the movies, you have that sort of prototypical brownstone that the person walks up the stairs, sits in this beautiful, you know, million mm-hmm. dollar apartment. And then you're right. They talk and talk and talk. And then the therapist comes up with this brilliant analysis. And then my favorite part, which is so inaccurate, this, this sort of uh, association when the person says, you're right, doc. That's exactly what it is. And then they walk out and then it used to be like rainy or cloudy. And then they walk out and then the clouds literally and metaphorically part. And the person is in a great mood and almost like skips and jumps as they move on to their life. And then the next scene is how this insight now plays a pivotal role in this person's new life. And yeah. to me, uh, potentially some people kind of think like, wow, I'm not sure that's the way it is. But when you see it so many times in so many different enumerations and so many different movies, I, I feel like people kind of have that idea. And oftentimes people say, you know, like, but I have this insight, but nothing is changing. And then they have this kind of mm-hmm. discrepancy between how they think it's supposed to be. They have the insight, but life still isn't changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I I feel like a lot of a lot of the the types of therapies that that you see in the movies or or TV shows, it's it's all very very psychodynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it and it's all very like insight based and exploratory and and all of those sorts of things. And um, not that psychodynamic uh, therapists don't, don't exist, but 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 even a psychodynamic therapist, it 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 really doesn't even look like that in in, in the actual session and. And I think you're absolutely right. There's this sort of, um, you know, in just about whatever movie you're watching, there's this like uh, mind blowing experience of this insight. And then I have this insight and then I'm, I'm fixed and I'm cured. And whereas, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that most of the time folks do have the insight. Right. You know, a, a lot of times like people get it. People understand it. Like, you know, I understand why I think and feel and act this way for the most part anyways. But really where people struggle is sort of like, okay, how do I, 
do I utilize this insight? How do I make changes? Like, like, what do I need to do with it? Absolutely. And and I think you and I probably will get in hot water with some of the potentially psychodynamic, psychoanalytic trained <laughs> therapists that may be listening. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you and I have a particular bias towards more evidence-based treatments, things that seem to work like more new age uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectical behavior therapy, EMDR, things like that, uh, <clears throat> where one of the things that I've heard, I remember this is years ago, a woman came in and told me something like, um, you know, I've been in psychodynamic, psychoanalytic type of work for 25 years, four, four to five times a, a week. I know myself really, really well. And, mm -hmm. and she kind of paused. And I thought to myself, and this was like, I'm, I don't know, second, third year grad student. And I'm like thinking to myself, so why are you here? Yeah, I didn't say that out loud, but that's kind of what I was thinking. And she goes like, you know what? And I said, no, what, what? She goes, well, nothing really changed in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I kind of understood like why she's there because she wants to be able to translate almost that insight into practical steps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. And I, and I totally agree with that. I've, I've, I've heard similar things of people saying that they've been in psychoanalysis for a decade or two. And I say, okay, well, okay, good. And, you know, like, I'm glad that you're getting in all that insight, but it's sort of like, all right, like, what are we going to do about it? Um, I, and, and I really think that people have that perception coming into the office for the first time, and they're a little bit surprised. Um, I, I tend to think of myself as like a really goal-oriented therapist. So even mm -hmm. in the first meeting, I'm, I'm talking about, all right, like, here's what I think this is going to look like. Here's, you know, a little bit of a, of a game plan. Here's how we're going to work. We're going to kind of target this. And, you know, I'm thinking about this and that, and the other thing. And people leave and they're, and they're like, oh, oh, okay, good. Um, because I, I think that they just have the impression that they're just going to be sitting on the couch venting the entire time. And I'll just right. be making inferences the whole right. time. I think that people are oftentimes pleasantly surprised by, by the difference of what's what's sort of real life and what's on the movies. Uh, I, I think so. I, I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> as we get calls to the practice, you know, I, I would say a fair amount of people say, you know, I'm looking for, you know, obviously the buzzword is cognitive behavioral therapy, but the way they kind of justify it, uh, or explain it, I should say, is uh, they've been to a different therapist where it's really more of like, you know, a venting session, which is, I think, helpful in the beginning to like talk through certain things. But then at some point, and, and it, oftentimes it's funny, I've noticed like that that two to three month sort of uh, point where a potential client calling in says something like, you know, in the beginning was really helpful. Like the first two or three months is really great. I got a lot off my chest, but then we hit this block and like, I felt like the, the same session was happening over and over and over again. And I'm just like, was looking more for skills and that's kind of where I wasn't getting anything. So I looked you guys up and wanted to give you guys a call <clears throat> to talk through certain things. That, that idea kind of replays itself uh, pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, going off on a little bit of a different part about, about therapists and movies mm -hmm. and what it looks like and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I always find it funny how there's always some sort of like romantic, romantic element involved. Right. Um, I, I, I can think of a, a couple off the top of my head. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking of uh, the, the, the Sopranos. I, right. I, I, I know that's a part. And then, and then there's another show. Uh, it's, it's, it's an HBO show called in treatment. And ah. the, the very first patient that, that, uh, what's that? Paul, the, the therapist sees, um, he ends up falling in love with and, and, and there's always some sort of, um, I guess I could call it romanticized, both, right. you know, literally, um, 
element of therapy in the movies and TV shows. What are you? What are your thoughts about that? Well, I I, I think they take uh, something that's juicy and they make it into a movie. I don't really think that. It happens uh, all that often in real life. And as you know, we have incredibly strict ethics around any outside activities or feelings outside the, the treatment or the session. So all those things are interesting to explore and potentially are juicy uh, or, or sexy for a movie. But in reality, that doesn't happen that often. And really, the therapy itself is really more of an engaged conversation about what's going on now and where you'd like your life to go and like practical ways of how to get there. And, and this sort of, to your point, romanticized way of being is, is just, just not true. <laughs> It's just not right. true. It's, it's the way I see it. It's just not true. Like one movie that comes to mind is Analyze This. This is probably, I think, like early 90s or maybe mid 90s um, where there's a, also a mafia guy that's having like panic attack played by Robert De Niro. And then there's a more psychoanalytic, psychodynamic psychiatrist in this case. Uh, played by Billy Crystal, and basically the whole movie—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a comedy, obviously, but the whole movie revolves around how his panic attacks are related to um, <clears throat> Robert De Niro seeing his father being shot when he was a child. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more elements to it, but the therapeutic piece is that, and then all of a sudden, once uh, Robert De Niro processes that, uh, and then all of a sudden empowers himself, and then the the panic attacks sort of stop. Mm-hmm. So having that insight and processing that, and I'm a big fan of processing trauma and obviously how it informs anxiety and things like that, but just that connection by remembering an event and talking about it for 45 minutes, all of a sudden magically makes the panic attacks disappear. I just think from like real clinical practice, that's really not often how that works. I'm sure sometimes it happens, but it, again, I hate to, <laughs> hate to say it this way, but, but I think sometimes uh, therapy itself is maybe a little bit more uh, mundane and kind mm-hmm. of there's like worksheets involved. And we actually like do this in this moment and, you know, and here's how a panic attack actually works, right? Like it, it just doesn't have that romanticized sexy flavor that that's shown in movies. Right. It, it's, it's more so of like, you know, Hey, Hey Bob, you know, I, I want you to tune into how your body feels at, 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 at this point in time and recognize how that bodily sensation is influencing your thoughts. And I want you to tune into that <laughs> rather than, right. Right. Oh, let's uncover this, you know, really interesting nugget from when you were six years old and then boom, you're cured. Right. So right. it's, 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 it's really idealized. And I feel like a lot of the times it, it makes the therapist look like this, like, like uh, greater than human mm-hmm. character who has just this like amazing, like ability to like find and, and, and fix you. And right. in reality, I mean, it's, it's really not that it's, it's more so of like, let's put our heads together. Let's work on skills. Let's understand it. Let's understand as best we possibly can. And, 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 and let's do things to work through these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. And I feel like our profession and now that we're talking about it, it's probably not the only one that's subject to something like that. I'm thinking even like attorneys, right? Like criminal attorneys, right? Like they, they are shown to be this, this exciting, life where you you get to talk in front of the court make a case that and then and then the person wins and everybody's super happy but in reality i mean just knowing tangentially through even the people i work with it's 
boring as hell. <laughs> it's boring as hell. And the, and the way that it's romanticized or shown in the movies and the way it's really in real life is so different. And I think our profession is very similar. <laughs> You're making me think of another profession. Mm-hmm. Um, not by my choice. Not that I have any problems with it, but Grey's Anatomy is playing in my house ah, quite, quite a lot. And gotcha. <laughs> talk about a dramatized show right. that's uh, idealized and everything's... <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so I think you're right. I mean, I, really, I think I think Hollywood really takes take, takes whatever they can get from a profession, and they and they take the most like uh, neat parts, and then they blow it up to make it. You know, that's that's the entire job. That that's ex- that's exactly what it is. And like in treatment, I actually thought that was a pretty good show and a pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot the guy, the actor Burns. I keep forgetting his first name, but I thought he did an excellent job. And the fact that he had this uh, person who he was consulting with and also mm. kind of acted as a like part supervisor part therapist which kind of never figured that one exactly out but uh, i thought i thought the show itself was pretty good but which probably mirrored more like a like an actual psychodynamic kind of an approach while yeah. my you know i think our treatment that's a little bit more cbt based there's like things to do between session and like you got to like write things down and like there's like cognitive distortions that you're encouraged to pay attention to so it's i i think there's this kind of dichotomy of on the one hand it's a little bit more boring and mundane on the other way it's a lot more effective Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mm -hmm. i i think you know people who are calling for treatment may may want to kind of think of it that way it's just two people coming together you're talking about your life we're trying to suggest some tools that we know that work, and then we are keeping track of it as as weeks go by. Then um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if, if if you're ever watching something and you, uh, I don't want to say get angry, mm-hmm. but you know, like a little bit of like, oh please, come on, like that that would never happen. No one would ever say that. That's not how you would ever handle that in a session. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that happens all the time, you know, especially for many reasons, even the thing that uh, mimics a type therapy that I don't particularly do. Like, yeah, I would, my approach would be so, so different uh, from it. And just even the idea, just going back to the analyze this movie, like that character is so different from the way I am in therapy. Uh, like, it, cause it's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more interpretation. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a lot more, almost like from my point of view, seems to like uh, d- piece together things that I would say I don't know are are maybe tenuous and best that are connected and making this interpretation. And then the the patient is sort of like potentially in this vulnerable state, like you just feeding information. Then they walk away saying, yeah, yeah, that 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 sounds right. Is it though? Is that right? Like, are we just kind of taking things together, gluing them together and letting the patient run with it? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I really like more the, the evidence-based approach where like you write down on a piece of paper, your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and let's see how they come together. And you tell me what's happening for you. I'm a bigger fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, quite frankly, that wouldn't make for a sexy movie. No, it would make for a very boring one. <laughs> it would make for a super boring movie. Um, and I, I, I mean... I, I think I think to the listeners out there, I you know I, I'm hoping that there's not too many preconceived notions about what therapy actually is from the movies. Um, right. You know, even people in my personal life, mm-hmm. like oh, like 
you're a therapist, huh? Like, oh, like I know exactly what you do. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) From from what? Because you watch The Sopranos 10 times and you think I'm that way? Um, It's, it's, it's not all that accurate and, and it's definitely glamorized and romanticized and it's turned to this like way bigger, uh, more sexy thing than what it actually is. And I don't know, I'm hoping that that doesn't like deter anyone in, in one way from, from actually getting therapy. Uh, agreed or make it uh, have preconceived notions about how it should mm-hmm. go. And for some of the listeners out there that if you're interested sort of in dropping us a note and if you had this experience where you've seen a movie or potentially have been in therapy yourself. And just like, if you have any thoughts about how that was different, uh, you know, we would, uh, Tim and I would really love to hear it. Absolutely. You know, that uh, that's something that uh, <clears throat> would, would be great because it kind of would help us see how, you know, people out there are actually perceiving the movies versus reality. I'm sure some people could potentially say it was similar. Um, hopefully, most people find that, that it was different and more effective. Um, so that's kind of that, – that's, that's at least our hope. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, so that's kind of uh, our little take on the difference between how therapy is seen in movies and uh, how it actually happens in real life. Um, and, and again, thanks so much for listening. Um, take care and we'll uh, we'll talk next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at Last Session of the Day with the Psych Guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at lukencenter.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the Last Session of the Day with the Psych Guys. See you next time.